listening to Resonance FM. My name's Jack Thurston. This is The Bike Show. band playing their version of Voodoo Ray. It's a project organised by Jeremy Della, recent winner of the Turner Prize. Jeremy has also done work about cycling and um, it was a tremendous boost to cycling in London when he dedicated his victory in the Turner Prize to everybody who cycles in London. I caught up with him on Saturday afternoon at his studio to uh, ask him what had made him choose to dedicate his prize to cyclists? So I've cycled now in London for about 10 or 12 years. And I don't think I could go back to not cycling. And I just think it's just the freedom that it gives me just to get out and about. That's the thing that really excites me about being a cyclist. So it's all the obvious stuff, really. Not having to get onto buses. That's one thing I really hate is queuing for buses and things like that. And it's just knowing that you can be somewhere in 10 minutes rather than not knowing how long it's going to take. It's just more in control of your life. And is there something about going under your own steam? Yes, the health thing, I think. Because the older I get, the more I appreciate that, I have to say. And getting a good sweat up. <laughs> and how about the actual kind of visceral experience of, of being on the bike, on the road, in the world? I think there's two things. I mean, to be honest, I think it really sharpens your senses. I think I've got almost a sixth sense now about what it's like to be on the road. Especially, I, I drive as well, I, I'm not sort of a, an obsessive cycler, but when I drive I feel like I, I kind of know a bit more about how to handle the road because of how I've cycled. Um, but I do love the, sometimes, the, just the, 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 that element, that visceral element that you say, just like racing around. And, um... Tell me about the work that you did um, relating to the death of James Foster. Well, that was a piece that I made because a, f- a friend of mine had been killed two or three years ago or someone I knew, I should say an acquaintance really. And uh, I was doing a piece of work for the Tate for the Turner Prize of memorials to people around the country or to events, things that had happened. Not just people who'd been killed, but things, important events, as well as deaths. And I really wanted to do something for a cyclist because of, um, I'm a cyclist and it seemed natural for me to commemorate that. And also because of what it's like to cycle in London. You know, the everyday dangers that you face. And then the fact that it, it was, it's something that happens every day, and these people are usually anonymous. They're not well known. They're not, you know, for the other some of the other things I did memorials to people who are quite well known or events that are quite well known. But cyclists, you know, you get killed, and no one knows, apart from when flowers are put up, and then they, after a year, they stop being put up. That's it. It's kind of neutralised that space. So there's no reminder about something that had happened. So I was very, I was really wanted to do something to a, a cyclist who had been killed in London fairly recently. My friend, or like I said, the acquaintance I knew, I, I asked her family and they weren't, they were a little uneasy about it. So I, I approached James's 
family. And so I, I, I just went about trying to work out what was suitable, really. And I know there's a, there's a plaque for him outside the shop where he used to work. So I didn't want to do something with words on, because that was all he's already commemorated. So I just had these black silhouettes of bicycles made, and they, that was just put up on a lamppost nearby. So very simple, really. I mean, in some terms, I see it similar to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. It's a slightly anonymous in that respect. So it's the Unknown Cyclist. And is it still there? I don't know. We could go and see. Yeah, well, we could go and go Why find out. Why don't we go and see? Because it was there about two months ago. Turned out nice again, hasn't it? So the seasons go Sometimes we get them all at once With a little rain or snow The sun for long it doesn't shine It's either wet or else it's fine Last night I said when I went to bed <laughs> It's turned out nice again In this hotel I'll sleep well It's turned out nice again A sweet young bride then popped inside Turned down the counterpane She shouted ooh I said Pete boo It's turned out nice again Said Mrs. Rouse at Seaview House It's turned out nice again The joint is through But as a stew it's turned out nice again A fork she stuck into the duck It seemed to be in pain I said here goes for the parson's nose It's turned out nice again to be polite though it's raining cats and dogs you say it's a lovely night tonight with her you start to bill and coo the glass is falling and she is too last washing day i heard them say it's turned out nice again for the bits of hose and these and those it's turned out nice again to mrs james or what's her names i said you can't complain it's the same pair, dear, that you wore last year. They've turned out nice again. Said Dr. Wright to me last night, it's turned out nice again. It's plain to tell the wife's doing well, it's turned out nice again. I said to the nurse, tell me the worst. She said, you will feel vain. This time it's quads. I said, ye gods, it's turned out nice again. got it literally about 10 days ago and I'm very, very happy with it. It's second hand, a bit beaten up, but it feels really great to be on. It's, quite, it's got quite a lot of unusual features. You've got this, I mean, looking at the frame. Well, the frame what, are these, what are these kind of nodules see, here? Know, there's, there's, there's these little outcrops at the, the point at which the various bits of the frame join together. That I think it was, I know it though, that was for the the basket. I think this was a butcher's bike at one point. Or a okay, so that's bike. where you'd fit the basket on. Yeah, and, the, and but it's really heavy, really solidly made. It's got the Amsterdam lock on it, that's sort of on the back wheel, 
and the, and the brakes. You were saying, what are they called? They're These are hub brakes. Hub brakes, yeah. And only three gears, which I love that, because you don't have to... And it's got hub gears, so you yeah. don't have to do too much maintenance and oiling and well, things like that. Well, I hope not, because I'm not very good at that kind of thing anyway. But it's very fast, even though it's got three gears. Probably because it's got three gears, you, do, you don't have to think too much about what gear you're going to go in. You just do it. And you've got a bell. Got a bell. One of those new trendy ones. What we'll do is we'll go down, we'll do it right here, and then we'll go down up a street. How's that sound? Okay. Sounds good. Okay. What's this? Highbury Fields. Highbury Fields. These are very posh houses. I think Dido lives in one of them. One of Do you think ones. she has a bike? I doubt it. Do you think it would spoil her hair? She should have. Well, yeah. So she's like <laughs> kind of woman who takes care of her, uh, her quiff. Yes. Sort of expensively. But uh, no, I, don't, I doubt she does. But strangely enough, I live on the Holloway Road. But around the corner from me is a very nice street. And uh, Boris Johnson lives there. And I see him on his bike a lot. Yeah, I've seen him on a bike. The last time I saw him on the bike, he was on the mobile phone. And he was on the... He was sort of going with his foot on the pavement to propel himself. Because he was on the mobile phone. He was kind a, of hoofing along. Yeah, basically. And I looked at him and then just laughed out loud. Because I just thought, who is this oaf on the bike? You realise it's the editor of The Spectator and the... Conservative Member of Parliament for Henley. Yes, and then he, he saw me, made eye contact, and I think he sort of knows who I am because, because I see him like once a week, just wandering down the street or jogging. And we had a little race. It's one of those unspoken things, it was actually probably a, a, a kind of a macho little race. I, thought he's, I think he wanted to show me that he, you know, he can cycle quickly when he is on the mobile. But I think it must be illegal to be on a mobile phone now on a bike. Yeah, I think it's probably slightly more illegal than conducting an interview while and going along. Illegal to be con yeah. <laughs> so this is a roundabout. Just, oh, it's this yes. hybrid corner? Yes. yes. critical mass I went on was from, or saw, I didn't even go on it it just blew me away this cabbie got out and tried to like thump someone or it might have just been a, a motorist I can't remember now but um, it was incredible because all the cyclists just surrounded him and picked their bikes up and just brandished them like holding them up above their heads it gets, right here. it gets a bit it can get a bit Larry, it's like you feel like a lot of people have spent feel like they spend their whole lives as the victim yeah. and suddenly they can victimize somebody else and they take great pleasure in doing it. No, and they, and they do, but it, it's, it's amazing just holding your bike above your head. Just, I just thought, wow, that's such a strong image. That's an amazing image. I couldn't do it with my bike, it's so heavy. It'd be really pathetic if I tried to do that. But uh, I was impressed, I have to say, because I think as cyclists, you're incredibly vulnerable as one. But when there's a hundred of you, 
It's just a totally different world. And, and the, the, the street sounds just so, so quiet, don't they? It's amazing. But it is, I mean, it is quite amazing. That ha that's all it takes to have no sound in a, in a street. It takes like 100 yards or so of cyclists. I mean, there's nothing around, you know, that's cushions you. It's real traffic sounds. calming. Yeah, it's incredible. And it is very zen once you start. Whenever I've gone on those things, to be, initially I get quite nervous that something's going to happen. And we're all going to get arrested. And I'm the kind of person that does it. I kind of worry. But it's still up. I can see it from here. But um, once you get into it, it's just so calming. It's fantastic. So as we get... Can you see it? Right, so yes, on the lamppost. Yeah. Here. Okay. Well, that's pretty high up, isn't it? That's yes. good. No, we had to put it high up. That's why I had Steve, Steve Allen, who's a friend of uh, James's, did that. And he's a big lad. So we brought a set of steps along and did it. Uh, Alright, so yeah, it's a, it's a sort of chunky silhouette of a bicycle about so about 10 inches by yeah, about that. 6 inches. Yeah, about that. And uh, Black plastic. Black but plastic and all up on the... Uh, held on with a couple of Jubilee clips, the yes. cyclist's friend exactly, for exactly. emergency repairs. Yes. It was very simply done and really very quickly done, put up there. And uh, well, I'm glad it's still there. I'm amazed, really. See there, oh, it's wrong down. 
listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. My name's Jack Thurston and this is The Bike Show. Today we're riding with Jeremy Della, artist and recent winner of the Turner Prize, committed London cyclist, going around um, his neck of the woods in Highbury Grove, uh, down the Essex Road, and then uh, heading down towards the canal. Let's rejoin the ride. There's a lot of speed humps. Oh, yeah, cars really biting it on those. I know. But I quite like these speed humps where they have a little uh, a cleft in the middle for the, for the bicyclists. Yeah. Because yes. they can, I mean, they're not actually too bad to go over. No, they're fine. They're a bit of fun, really, for us. But um, I think London is becoming slightly more friendly for cyclists. There's some things in Bloomsbury. There's a kind of dedicated cycle path on the road in Bloomsbury. Do you know that one? Yeah, on the, what, the road Nick that Gower goes up Street. the Gower Street right yeah, there. Yeah, near yeah. it, but it's go, it goes across, as it were. But Oh, from Tottenham Court Road yeah, I mean, that's down like to Gower Street. Europe, or the yeah. rest of Europe, I should say, in Germany. It's amazing. Cry. 
Don't speak, speak too soon, we haven't, we haven't found it yet, but my sense is if we keep going down, we'll, uh, we'll see it at the Narrowboat pub. Oh yeah, that is a sort of suggestion of a canal. Oh, here's the bridge. Uh, the tow park down here. Danny steps. Regent's Canal. Well, I think this is taking the uh, process of riding two abreast and doing an interview uh, to new levels of dangerousness because yeah. we have a whole lot of water on to our right. A lot of, uh, lot of people using it. Maybe we should uh, walk a little bit. The posh new flats right next door to the council flats. Absolutely next to it. And they've both got bicycles on the uh, balconies. Yes. It's the classless uh, mode of transport. I mean, there is this great thing in uh, in Britain, I think, about about cycling as a as a form of resistance, a kind of class resistance. Because the, 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 a lot of the time trial and road racing traditions picked up in the early 20th century, mm. um, and they were they were underground because they were banned. People weren't allowed to race on the roads because it was seen as dangerous. Right, really? So people would have these races in the very early mornings, or they'd dress up in black so people wouldn't see them. And Tim Hilton has written a book, uh, 
about his life and growing up in a family of communists and cyclists and the connections between I was hearing about that. British working class yeah. communism and, and cycling. Socialist. I mean, pretty hardcore cycling, racing and, really? and all that. So socialist cycling clubs and so on. You can see why, though. You can totally see why. It's this sort of idea of freedom, freedom of movement, just being able to get around, not to have to rely on other people or public transport or whatever, private, private transport. I think it's... Uh, I can totally understand that. And especially in a, in a country or an economy that's based around cars, to be a cyclist and to cycle a lot, you're kind of cooking a snook at that. Is that how you say it? Cooking a snook? No, you're putting your fingers up at that, maybe, in, in a small way. So I totally, yeah, I like that. There's also this thing about reclaiming the, the land um, and making the world more of a commons. I think is something cycling helps you to do when you just you can just you're free to go places mm. and you're it's a kind of right to roam and, yes. and it gives you the tool to, to go to places and go on lanes and, and experience the land that is yours that you wouldn't otherwise be able to experience because generally you're you're confined to what the state allows you to do in terms of what public transportation yeah. is provided. And especially in the countryside now where the bus bus service is so poor that um, yeah it's very important. This land is your land, and this land is my land, from the California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me. As I went a-walkin' that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway, saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. I roamed and rambled and I followed my footsteps the sparkling sands of her diamond deserts all around me a voice was sounding this land was made for you and me when the sun comes shining then i was strolling and the wheat fields waving and the dust clouds rolling voice was chanting as the fog was lifting this land was made for you and me this land is your land and this land is my land from california to the new york island from redwood forest to the gulf stream waters this land was made for you and me You've been listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. This has been The Bike Show. My name's Jack Thurston. Riding with me today was Jeremy Della. And you've been listening to the Williams Fairy Brass Band, William Whitmore and Jenny Olsen, the Albion Country Band, and Woody Guthrie. 
Next week, I'll be welcoming on a ride or in the studio, Rose Adez, Ken Livingston's chief advisor on cycling. Next week's the last show in the current series, so hope to see you again the same time on the same day, Mondays at 1.30.